Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. All right, folks, that's right. We got the afternoon power recap here on Bachelor Rush Hour. Happy winter solstice. Chances are the sun's already setting where you're watching this. But just remember, after today, it's only getting brighter every afternoon until we hit summer solstice, June 21st. All right, in the meantime, all your entertainment content in one place. We've got Katie Thurston uh, and how she knows. Boy, do we need the X-Files music? Katie Thurston reveals that she actually knows a contestant on the upcoming season of The Bachelor. How does Katie Thurston know Daisy? We'll get into that. Plus, she shares some information about her darkest day ever last month. Uh, We're not going to speculate. We're just going to share what she is sharing on her Instagram and have a little conversation about that. Plus, could she be dating a new comedian? Oh boy, Katie, didn't you learn your lesson? You thought Bachelor alumni were bad to date. Uh, Welcome comedians, probably the worst person you could. Okay, but we'll get into all that and some other entertainment news. We got it all in one place. Let's jump to Christmas's own Michael Buble, right? We love Michael Buble. He talked about how his priorities have changed and how he's abandoned his ego um, since, uh, you know, finding out his son had cancer. Let's just have a quick clip of what he had to say. But my son has his own life and his own story. Um, My son's cancer diagnosis rocked my world. It pulled a curtain from over my eyes. And um, I don't want to get deeper into it, but I can tell you that... um, I don't think that I had what you're talking about. I don't think I had context. And that was a sledgehammer to my reality. And um, I remember just sitting in the stall, standing there, you know? The children's hospital. Yes, sir. And, uh, And I remember closing my eyes and saying to myself, if I get, if we get out of this, um, If we get out of this, I'm living a different life. And there he is, Michael Buble, saying if we get out of this, his son's liver cancer, his son Noah, of course, diagnosed with liver cancer at the age of three. Back in 2016, he said, if we get out of this, I'm living a different life. Yeah, priorities change. You know, I can't even imagine having a baby on the way, but I can't imagine uh, the feelings of stresses uh, with being a parent and just wanting to protect your kid. I think part of it is a lack of control, you know, a lack of control on how life shakes up. Uh, But either way, um, he said he realized that uh, while he loved his family, he was tuned in on becoming the biggest and best in his career. So he was speaking to Stephen Bartlett on the Diary of a CEO podcast. Michael Buble said he promised to abandon his ego and live a better life if they got through Noah's health woes. And I'm sure that he was going to feel that way anyway. I'm sure it wasn't some like, if we can only survive this, I'll get rid of my ego. He also wanted to be kinder and empathetic and never live his life carefree anymore. Thankfully, Noah, who Michael Buble shares with his wife, Luisana, is now in remission after undergoing chemo and radiotherapy. Well, let's kick today's podcast off with one of Christmas all-time greatest, Michael Buble, singing Baby, Please Come Home. (laughs) 
ladies and gentlemen, one more time, Mr. Christmas himself, Michael Bublé. The snow's coming down. Christmas. I'm watching for Christmas. Lots of people around. Christmas. Baby, please come home. Christmas. The church bells in town. Christmas. Are ringing song. I gotta tell you what, folks. We'll play Michael Bublé in the background here. But you know what has made Christmas music so much more enjoyable for me? Uh, Microdose gummies. I have to tell you, today's episode is sponsored by Microdose. And boy, are they fantastic. I know the term microdose is one that people hear around. uh, But, uh, you know, it's not just about getting high. It's about relaxing and feeling a little bit of a nice little buzz. Maybe at the end of the day or maybe at the start of your day. Uh, You know that just right feeling when your body and mind are really at peace, like after a workout or a nice long shower, that's what you get from Microdose Gummies. And we're happy to have them as a sponsor, whether you want to relieve anxiety from dealing with your family or, hey, you want to have more fun wrapping the Christmas presents? Get into it with a Microdose Edible. It can also spice up your sex life, but that's uh, for you to find out. And please uh, uh, use cautiously. (laughs) To learn more about Microdosing THC, go to Microdose.com and use code RUSHHOUR to get free shipping and 30% Sent off your first order again. That's microdose.com code rush hour. Microdose.com code rush hour for 30% off. All right, let's move it on with some more Christmas content here. Michael Bublé sings the hell out of these Christmas songs, but uh, just so we don't get uh, canceled here on the podcast, I'm going to shut it off. You know, licensing, folks. All right, more in the news that we've got in the uh, in the entertainment world. This is not good. Dukes of Hazards. John Schneider makes death threat against uh, President Biden. Should be publicly hung. Guys, you can't do this. Uh, in response to one of Joe Biden's tweets, he said, Mr. President, I believe you are guilty of treason and should be publicly hung. Your son, too. Your response is question mark sincerely john schneider all right that's the fbi at the door Mm, you know you can always vote for somebody else but i think that should be as far as you go with regards to ousting a president let your vote do the talking not your twitter and in other hot water news vin diesel's ex-assistant sues him for sexual battery claims he attacked her after hotel party Vin Diesel is facing a lawsuit for allegedly forcing himself on an assistant working with him during production on Fast and Furious. And the woman's claims sound similar to horrible accusations made against Harvey Weinstein. Asta Jonathan says she was hired by One Race Films, a production company, to be Vin's assistant while he filmed Fast Five in Georgia back in 2010. According to the docs obtained by TMZ, Asta says she was in Vin's suite at the St. Regis in Atlanta while he was entertaining multiple women. And I'm not even going to read the accusations but they are probably worse than you could imagine. I don't know if she's got any physical evidence of this going down, uh, but I think it's important to see how this all plays out because it will not be a good look. And of course, he's worth a ton of money from the Fast movies. Uh, You would think there would probably, uh, given the way she described this, as a lot of it happened in like a hotel lobby, you would think that she would have witnesses and all of that. So we'll see 
how that all plays out. Uh, I've got some, like I said, Bachelor content we're going to get to. And I've got a Mari Povich video. That's right. He uh, he he uh, is back in the father announcing game. Let's see if he can find out who the father is of this baby orangutan. Yeah, you heard it right here, folks. We'll have all that content and more right after this. Oh, boy. Do you listen to Reality Steve's podcast? He has been going hard on Jane Doe from the Clayton Eckert paternity scandal. And, uh, you know, he was named in her Facebook video that was, of course, saved. He he played it on his podcast. But I tell you what, I don't really, I don't even want to listen to it. I refuse to listen to it. I'm not going to play like these games. Uh, but he <laughs> I mean, I don't I think Steve Carbone is not somebody you want to mess with. And I'll tell you what. He'll give you his honest truth and he's not going to sugarcoat it. And boy, does he lay it down with his thoughts on what the heck is going on out there. I'm not going to say any more. You know where to find him if you want to listen to it. But speaking of paternity scandals, Mari Povich settles a paternity scandal. I don't know if it's a scandal or not, but he reveals the paternity of a baby orangutan. So the Denver Zoo... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Speaking of eating edibles, the Denver Zoo seems to be eating some edibles over here if they can't determine who's the father of an orangutan. Had a serious paternity dispute on its hands and turned to the expert, Mari Povich, to help settle things once and for all. Ladies and gentlemen, let's listen to Mari Povich determine the paternity results of a baby orangutan at the Denver Zoo. Now, we want to thank the Denver Zoo for everything they do, but this is really important. When it comes to the orangutan, four-month-old Siska, Barani. There it is, the orangutan. You are the father. (laughs) And then it cuts to people cheering at the zoo. So, Barani, congratulations. You are the father of the four-month-old Sumatran orangutan named Siska. Uh, always a showman, a suited and booted 84-year-old Mari Povich recorded a video for the big reveal, pulling out a piece of paper from a brown envelope and delivering his iconic line, you are the father, Barani. I mean, I don't know if Barani cared if he was a father or not. Maybe is he the only male in the uh, orangutan um, cage? F- by the way, let's, let's you know, not, not to be all PETA on you, but I don't know if orangutans are living their best life while in a zoo. I can't imagine that's as fulfilling to have them basically imprisoned in a zoo. Uh, But hey, that's a different uh, fish to fry on a different day. Here's a story that's interesting. Coastal Carolina, uh, you know, college, Coastal Carolina, deletes photograph of a shirtless coach with the school's bikini-clad dance team. Now, if you're on Patreon, uh, where you can listen and watch these episodes, patreon.com slash Dave Neal, you'll see the photo I'm looking at right now. The coach is the coach of the football team. He's wearing a bathing suit that goes down below his knees. Uh, There's about a dozen or less, 10 or so women and the mascot. The women, the adult women, I have to say that because they go to college, they're most likely 18 plus, right? They're all wearing normal bikinis, nothing crazy. And I say that because the Coastal Carolina football team had second thoughts after sharing a picture of its head coach posing shirtless on the beach with a bunch of female students in bikinis because the controversial post was promptly deleted. So that's what this is one of those examples where deleting the photo is probably worse than keeping it up. So he shared the photo on his personal Instagram story and the dance team's account commented on it saying, glad we ran into you at the beach today. Thanks for the picture. Now we have to remember is 
is the college football coach, uh, Tim Beck, is probably like the he's probably the highest paid person at the school. It's a big position to be the football coach. It's probably a big deal to get a photo with him. They frame it. They share it. They're on some big trip. I don't see the problem here. But people have posted, it appears that after roughly three hours of online circulation and 54 bookmarks, the geniuses at Coastal Football have finally deleted this tweet. Again, I almost think like this tweet inadvertently over-sexualizes these dancers. They're just in bathing suits. Guys, they're at a beach. They're in Hawaii. Coastal Carolina commented on it, according to the Sun News, saying the photo was taken as part of the football team's documentation of its trip to Honolulu to participate in the Hawaii Bowl. The Chanticleers... Look forward to playing in the bowl game on Saturday. So which side are you on? When you click the poll here on TMZ to vote, if the photo was in good fun or crossing the line, 86% of people say the photo was in good fun. This is this the world we live in. I don't know. I mean, leave a comment. Let me know what you guys think. Shoot me a message on Instagram. You know, Do we just live in this ultra puritanical society where an adult can't post shirtless on the beach with other adults? I, I, guys... I don't understand what's going on. It's not like it's a position of power thing. They just found the coach. They wanted to get a photo with him with the mascot, and that's what they did. Speaking of shirtless, sexy people, Sydney Sweeney says, I care for Glenn so much, leans into the rumors again that they might have a showmance. Sydney Sweeney is back at it, addressing those rumors. She's hooking up with her Anyone But You co-star Glenn Powell. I got to tell you this, the rumors have existed for a long time about these two, mainly because they're just both sexy. <laughs> you know, they're sexy people in a rom-com. He recently broke up with his girlfriend, and I think people think it's somehow connected. The actress says she's been a-okay with this swirling speculation despite being engaged to Jonathan Davino. But as for Glenn, he's had a rough time with it all, especially following his split from girlfriend Gigi Paris earlier this year, which only escalated the rumors. So chances are that they they didn't have some nefarious love connection going on. Uh, but of course, audiences always want to believe there might be something more. Speaking to Glamour, Sid says their time filming in Australia was a beautiful experience for them. So Glenn's distress over the situation dampened the overall mood, but she still cares for him a lot. When it comes to her in real life romance with fiance Jonathan, she likes to keep it on the DL because she's wary of people building celebs up to tear them down. Yeah, it would be tough. It would be tough to let your fiance go shoot with a beautiful man, but you got to do that. Now, there are circumstances like, uh, you know, uh, Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt, where he basically falls in love with uh, what, what Angelina Jolie on the set of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I mean, those things happen in this world of entertainment, though there's plenty on screen with Sidney Sweeney. Uh, they, they were seen in a steamy naked shower scene in the trailer. So imagine how raunchy the full-length R-rated film will be. I have to tell you, a lot of this rumor is all for the sort of um, promotion for the movie, and I'm okay with it. I 100% will be seeing this movie. I love a good rom-com, and it looks like it's kind of action-packed. So absolutely, you'll catch me uh, hanging out over there. And in other news, in hot water is Jason Oppenheim. Uh, as we've learned, he's the uh, going to be the realtor for Kanye West. Kanye West, up-and-coming rap producer and known anti-Semite, according to some. Uh, some 
realtors see no problem with a Jew representing Kanye in sale of Malibu Estate, says TMZ's title. Jason Oppenheim, president and founder of the famed Oppenheim Group, is now representing Kanye West in the sale of his Malibu beachfront estate. You know, so I can understand people saying, well, where do you draw the line? Should you not represent a client if they're Democrat or Republican? Uh, are they, uh, uh, what, what, depending on what they think of the war in the Middle East, do they support Ukraine? I understand the point that some would make, which is let Jason Oppenheim, like let the Jewish community receive the, uh, in this case, the Oppenheim group, the commissions from Kanye West, uh, only, only canceling Kanye West in this moment would take the commissions away. But some in principle have said, uh, you know, I would absolutely never represent someone like Kanye West. One high-end realtor put it this way. What are we supposed to do? Ask a potential client if they side with Israel or Palestine? An extremely successful LA realtor begged to differ saying, wait a minute, Kanye is one of the biggest anti-Semites in the world. I would never represent represent him ever. And then another realtor said, Hey, where do you draw the line? So either way, you know, not my issue, uh, but wondering if this will somehow show up in the show selling sunset. We'll have to see. All right. Katie Thurston has officially done her last ask me anything of the year. She spills some tea and shares some stories and we're going to get to that whole Instagram AMA and what we think of it right after this. All right, as promised, Bachelorette Katie Thurston has a AMA on her Instagram with some very juicy tea. Uh, the first is a photo of her with Daisy, who's on the upcoming season of The Bachelor. And the question is, how do you know Daisy? She said, Daisy Kent and I met while volunteering with Triumph Together, which works with kids at children's hospitals. Best of luck to her on the upcoming season of The Bachelor. Yeah, Daisy, I believe we covered her, right? She's got the um, ear implant, the cock cochleal i think it's pronounced i could be messing that up and um she's kind of been an advocate i think she wrote a book too so either way good to see that she's already making waves in the bachelor community next question do you think you'll share what happened between you and vince as we know katie thurston starred in this past season three of f-boy island she ended up with nice guy vince they have broken up here's what she said not much to share Reality TV dating offers its own unique obstacles and sometimes things just don't work. Later today, I'll be chatting with the therapy Jeff in more detail on this. Stay tuned for the podcast episode. All right. Well, you know, we will be covering that over here. Here's where it gets interesting. Someone said, what was your highlight and low light of your year? She said, I experienced the worst day of my life last month, and yet I somehow managed to experience my 2023 high the following month. Life throws things at you, but stay strong through it all because some of your best moments are yet to come. And as far as any sort of speculation goes on to what she's talking about, Katie's made it uh, very clear that when she feels it's time, she will discuss it. And, you know, we'll cover it with whatever sort of sensitivity it deserves. Question was, what are some differences between stand-up in San Diego versus LA? She says San Diego is like the freshmen in high school and LA are like the seniors. Uh, that makes sense. LA is a metropolis. Question was, what restaurants do you miss? We can pass that one. Um, biggest goals of 2024. She said, launch the podcast. Look here. I don't, I mean, no one's asked me for advice, but if I had to offer it, I'd say, Katie, if you're going to do a podcast, start it off as professional as possible. Maybe even hire like a producer or someone like an assistant or somebody to run it with you. Just be 
you know, it's all field of dreams, right? And, and guys, this is maybe some advice for everyone out there for 2024 and for myself. If you're going to do something, do it right. Now, if you're some layman, a neophyte, a random plebeian who decides to get into podcasting, don't blow through your life savings to start something if you don't know if it's going to work or not. But someone like Katie with the audience size she has and the voice she has uh, and the connection she has probably can instantly... Um, have a successful podcast. Uh, she just has to do it right, which by that I mean, don't go the route of Bachelor Happy Hour where you do Zoom interviews. I've said this about Hannah Brown, like the Zoom interviews are not gonna be something that a high level person should do. Like the Joe Rogans, like you have to get guests in person. It's, it's my opinion. Now, obviously I like if someone wants to zoom into my show and that's the best I can get, I'll take it. But I'm also not in her position where she's got, you know, three, you know, over a million followers between Instagram and TikTok. build yourself a studio or rent out a studio, get those giant guests and hire someone professional to put together all the, you know, content and structure for it. And uh, that, that's my advice. We'll have to see how it goes. Always looking forward to seeing content creators from the bachelor world, uh, when they get into the podcast game. And I know what people say in the audience. Oh, do we really need another podcast? It's like, listen, listen, Samantha, it's not about what you need. If Katie can make a living talking through a microphone, that's got much longer longevity than say just selling uh, teeth whiteners on your Instagram, which again, you can do both. Uh, question was, would you date comedians or do you prefer someone that's in a different profession than you? She said, well, I always told myself don't date a comic, but nothing goes as planned. So as we know, we had a joke about a, a comedian she dated uh, or at least briefly dated in San Diego. You can go on my Instagram. Should I play it for you guys right here? Okay, fine. I'll play you the roast joke I wrote. It's completely bleeped out. But whenever, you, whenever you're about to roast someone, which by the way, Katie asked for the roast. Whenever you're going to roast somebody, you always want to hit them with some inside info. So even though you won't be able to hear who I'm talking about because of the bleeps, uh, I think it's a well-written joke. Have a listen. I, I want to give a lot of love to Katie for, for doing stand-up comedy. She's just been crushing it. She's performed in... She's performing. She hasn't performed in, but performed in her. There it is, folks. So again, she, uh, I actually, if you watch the video, I actually, I think I almost knocked her out. I think she fell to the ground, but either way, good to hear. She may be date, maybe dating a comedian according to her. Hey, I'm not here to speculate. This is all according to her Instagram here. You know, I don't ask her any of these personal questions. I like to find out uh, like an audience member, you know, because if I know the personal answer, then I don't have as much fun. Someone, she said, uh, someone asked, are you going to share more details about your low high notes. And again, you got to love bachelor audiences. We're just so nosy. I get it. That's what makes the channel successful. We're nosy. She said, for my high, I'm enjoying it privately for now. I, I, I'm assuming that being some comedian she's dating. For my low, I'll tell you when I'm ready. In the meantime, I'm in therapy, starting taking Lexapro and focusing on finding my peace. Hey, what a great way to end 2023 and to start 2024 uh, with a fresh mind, body, and soul. All right. Well, I'm out of content, folks. We made it to the end. I got a lot that I'm going to get into, but I think I'm going to have to save it for the next episode. We already have stories lined up. Tomorrow's Friday, and then over the weekend, we'll have a special Driving with Dave episode, which is a heartwarming story you're going to love to hear right before Christmas officially 
lands, I guess, Sunday night, right? If you need any more Christmas movie recommendations. It's Slim Pickens out there. Last night I watched Fred Claus, a classic Vince Vaughn vehicle, which showcases uh, the one-trick pony himself with his gluttonous monologues as the disgruntled brother of Santa. All right, go check that out, and I'll be back later. As always, you can watch this if you want on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Dave Neal if you want to watch the making of this podcast. And I guess we could end with some Michael Bublé. Take it away, my man. This was Bachelor Rush Hour. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush.